All right, uh, Rabotai, I want to welcome uh, our members here. It's uh, Erev Shabbat, and we're starting a, a new sefer. We have one more to go. We're up to the book of Devarim, Parashat Devarim, also known as uh, Mishneh Torah. Now, I would like to uh, make our members aware as a FYI, that uh, in Sefer Devarim, we have the, uh, the benefit of a lot of beautiful Hedushim from the Gaon, Gaon Mivilna. The Gaon wrote a Sefer called Adirit Eliyahu, and for some reason when it came to Sefer Devarim, he started to reveal some of the great secrets, so... Again, FYI, anybody interested in, uh, you know, delighting oneself in, uh, in, the, in, the, in reading these Pesukim, you do yourself a good favor to get Adir to the from the Gaon and start to see how he develops. I'll just give you one sampling uh, just to make the sale, just to give you a taste of it. Uh, he opens up on the first Pasuk, Elle HaDevarim. So he writes, Da, ki hamisha pesukim arishonim hem hakdama shel kol ha-sefer. The Gaon says, if you open up the beginning of our perasha, you'll see that we have some introductory pesukim over here. Until you get to the, uh, until you get to the main event. We actually understand that the first five pesukim are introductory, and then Pasuk uh, Vav starts the uh, starts the event. Yeah, because if you look at the end, it says in Pasuk Vav and Pasuk Moav So the Lemor doesn't start until Pasuk <coughs> Vav. So the first five Pesukim are considered a Hakdama introduction. You know, sometimes you have an introduction to the book. So he says, yeah, five, five pesukim is the intro. Now he says something like this. You'll find in the introduction, it has Moshe Rabbeinu speaking three different ways. Let's go see if we can figure it out ourselves. These are the words, so... Moshe is the Medaber. And then, if you go to the next Pasuk, what does the next Pasuk say? The next Pasuk says, Vayhi Pasuk Gimal, Barba'im Shana, Ba'ashte Asar Chodesh, Ba'adosh, Diber Moshe El Bnei Yisrael. So you have another Diber Moshe, the second one. And then the Pasuk comes along and says in Pasuk He, so it's interesting. In, 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 in five Pesukim, we have Moshe Rabbeinu uh, uh, being referenced that he's speaking to Bnei Israel three times. Asher diber Moshe, diber Moshe el Bnei Israel, u'il Moshe be'er. Why? Because since this serves as an introduction to the book of uh, Devarim, there is three 
parts the Sifid Devarim. You can divide Sifid Devarim into three parts if you had to. From the beginning of the book, which is right before Asir and Deberot, that will be Medaber Benyane Musar. All Musar stuff. Moshe Rabbeinu was lambasting the people. He's giving them tochahai, he's giving them stinging rebuke. You did that, you did the other thing, you shouldn't have done that, you're rebellion, so on and so forth. So the Helik Aleph of the book is what? Tochahot, Musar. Now, from Vayikra, which is the introduction to the Asir and the Berot and Perekher, Ad HaBerachot VaKelalot, until you get to the Kelalot and Kitavo, who medaber ma mitzvot. That is the mitzvot, by the way. And that's why if you go to Perekher, go to Pasuk Aleph over there, which begins section two of the Barim. How does that Pasuk begin? Read it. Read it. Very good. That's the introduction. Shema Yisrael, Tachukim, Tamishpatim. That means Moshe Rabbeinu is changing channels now. Till now, I told you Shema Yisrael, Tamusad, Tachukim, Tamishpatim. And now once we get to Perekeh, it changes. That's already the second, the second item. And Helegimal... So what's the second item? The mitzvot. And that's why it's called Mishneh Torah, because it's a repetition of the, of the laws of the Torah. That's in the second section. And the third section is the Berachot Nekelalot. That'll take you from Kitavo until the end of the, uh, end of the Sefer. So therefore, Ve'amar Sham Kodem Berachot. If you look at, uh, before the Berachot, it says the words, Ba'er Hetev. Very good. Which is similar, similar to the same words that I used here in the third uh, uh, section. In the third section it says, And later on, before it mentions the Kedalot, it mentions, And then with the three Diburim, let's say better, the three uh, 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 expressions that are used in the introduction to the Barim, Diber Moshe, Diber Moshe, Be'er Moshe, all those represent the three different items that Moshe Rabbeinu would pontificate to the people over the course of Sefer Devarim. The first one is what? Musa. The second one is what? Zvot. And the third one is? Tokaro, is Kedalot. Very good. Now he says even, 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 even stronger. He says, Ve'amar Sham, Bonin. If you look at the Pesukim that we have over here, they actually model the three Sifarim that come before it. The three Sifarim that come before the book of Devarim Awat, the book of Shemot, the book of Vayikra, and the book of Bamidbar. And since Sefer Devarim is a repeat, it's a, a review of it, Mishneh Torah, so therefore in the introduction, it's going to have an allusion to whatever we had before. But starting from Shemot. Starting from Shemot, you'll see why not Bereshit in a minute. Shemot Vayikram Bamidbar. Now, let's go start the beginning. What's the first pasuk? 
אלה הדברים. אבל אלה הדברים, that's how שמות starts. אלה שמות בני ישראל. And then you have in the, uh, in the, next, uh, in the next פסוק, what does it say? Exactly. Straight up. What does it say? ויקרא. And that was connected. ויקרא. And then you have וידבר. Exactly. You have וידבר. And that's the way במדבר starts. With the word וידבר. So you have in the first פסוק over here, אלה הדברים אשר דיבר משה, that's the אלה, and then you'll have בארבעים שנה בשתי עשר, oh no no, they're very good, sorry. You have the אלה in the beginning, and then in the, uh, uh, in the second section, in פרקה. How does it start? Vayikra. Very good. So there's already Vayikra. And then in the next section where it talks about the, the Kedalot, it'll say Vaydabir. And now we understand, says the it's unbelievable Hadush of the, of the Gaon, that the sections of, uh, of the Barim, the Ele, the Vayikra, and the Vaydabir are going to be the same words that the Torah starts the three previous books. With this, the Gaon explains the Midrash. The Midrash says, Vayikra hu male halachot. It says, Vayikra is male halachot. But now we understand it. Uchnegdo devarim nameh male halachot. The Midrash says, just like Vayikra is male halachot, so too the book of devarim is male halachot. Why is the Midrash comparing that there's so many halachot in Vayikra to Devarim that there's so many halachot. Because since the halak of Devarim that starts to mention the mitzvot starts with what? Vayikra. And, and that's connected Sefer, Vayikra. So what the Midrash says, just like Vayikra is male halachot, so to Devarim is male halachot with the introductory word of Vayikra. Kedomad, oto halak. שבספר דברים שהוא כנגד ויקרא, ששם מדובר בין המצוות, הוא מלא. That's the Adelet Eliyahu. The Ketab HaKabbalah writes on this, והיא הערה נפלאה. It is a wonder, this point. ולחינם נתחקו מפרשים לחברי פסקים על עניין אחד, and they try to understand these five פסוקים over here, but the way the Gaomer Vilna explains it, it's actually setting up the, setting up the book. That there's going to be three different diburim. Uh, they're going to come at three different points in the book. It's going to be on three different topics, and uh, and 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 each one is going to start with another word from another sefer. Hence, it's called Mishneh Torah. You'll have an Ele, you'll have a Vayikra, you'll have a Vaydamin. I mean, it's just good to know the the skeleton of this book over here. It's that time over here. It's, it's a there's a science lab, the religious science to this. Uh, to, to this book over here, it's some, some, something amazing. That just serves as an as a opening uh, to, 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 to the Sefer. Now today, what we came to do, Be'azat Hashem, is to show you the beauty of Perush Rashi, as we like to do from time to time. The beauty of Perush Rashi. We're not going to get too far. Let's read the first Rashi. Rashi says, El these are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke. Now, now you know when he spoke this. 
He speaks these words 36 days before his passing. Uh, he passes on Zion Adar. He gives this derash on Los Chodesh Shvat. And that's why the Hachamim say, Elle Hadebarim, Elle is Gematria 36, in order to hint to us how many days before his passing did he give us the Debarim. Elle Hadebarim. The Debarim were given at uh, a time of Elle. Rashi right away says, Lefishem Devret Tochachot. Like uh, Gabe said, these are tokaot, these are rebukes. And it lists over here all the different places where the Jews angered God. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't speak explicitly about the sins, he just mentions the places. Uh, and uh, you know, some people are better than others when it comes to hints. <laughs> so some people, they don't get the hint. The Gemara says, <laughs> If you're talking to a hakam, uh, you just have to talk in riddle. He took beremez, he winks, he's, I got it, I understand what you're talking about. You, know, you don't have to say, <laughs> but uh, to a tipesh, even if you tell them, he says, what is he talking about? I know what he's talking about. He's talking to me? He's talking to me? <laughs> So therefore, B'nai Yisrael obviously were hachamim. So Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't have to say the rebuke explicitly. He doesn't have to say some buzzwords or some keywords. And right away that, uh, you know, that's going to bring, uh, that brings the event uh, uh, back to, uh, you know, you don't have to say the whole, the, the whole thing. He said it, he said it, Nice. Even though he's giving a rebuke, and even though they did bad things, but Moshe Rabbeinu has kavod for Israel, at least on the first day. And later on, it's going to get more and more explicit. But at least in the beginning, you can't start off a rebuke by uh, shambling the people and calling them uh, you know, names and such. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu starts off by saying, uh, this place, that place, this place, that place. And everybody, everybody knows what he's talking about without having him without having, him having to say it. Uh, very nice. Constructive. Exactly. Constructive and respectful. But how is the Tepeshim going to understand now? Oh, so, so right. Very good. So, so that's why on day two, he gets Beferush. <laughs> That's why I said he opened, he opened nice. uh, uh, But as you get into the book, as you get into the book, you know, it gets more uh, obvious. So therefore, you know, you didn't need sign language on day two. Okay, now it says, what, what are these places over here? So it says, uh, that's one place. That's another place. That's a different place. That's another place. Basically, these are, as she says, these are all the places. So, so we're going to have to figure out and look at every location and say, hold it. What happened over there? It's like saying, uh, you know, uh, New York, uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. 
Mykonos. You don't have to say, just say words, just say Mykonos. You have to say more. We know what happened over there. We don't have to say nothing. You don't have to give them the Betrinush. We know what happened. Just say, 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 say. Just say the word. You don't have to go, you know what I'm saying? You don't understand what we're saying over here. You don't have to say the whole uh, story over there. Say the word over there. They understand what's going on over there. So there, exactly. So therefore, we should have been given the words. So then we got to go through the words over here because we don't, we don't know what happened in these places. We forgot. So that she comes along. I'm going to go start the she Ben Paran U Ben Tofil. If you want to read it with me together. <coughs> now, Paran is a no-brainer. We know Paran. Paran is a famous place. Paran is... Uh, a lot of stuff happened there. Uben Tofel, and then the place called Tofel, if there is a place called Tofel, I'm not sure. Belavan, and Lavan is, uh, I don't know what. So Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Hazalnu al Kolam Mikra. So Rabbi Yohanan had the ability, without using uh, Google, to make a scan of the whole Mikra. So he goes to, you know, search. He's looking for these names. There's no place on the map that's called Tofil and Lavan. Now, we, we, we cannot make such a statement like that because we don't know. Maybe there's a Tofil in Tanakh somewhere. Maybe there's a Lavan somewhere. He says, I'm telling you, take my word. There's no places like that. Oh, so now we're stuck. Because she just told us, she's going to tell us all the places. And then uh, we find out that some of these places are not even places. See, already it's getting, 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 getting confusing already. Because now she told us the beginning, oh, all the places that they sinned. Uh, but now we're learning that. And some, some, some items are not places, but they represent sin somehow. Code words. They're code words. How? Oh, the man is white. Like it says over there. Lavan. And... Taflu uh, means they complained. So ben tofel velavan is another way of saying taflu al haman That's the way to get them and say, ah, you complained about the about the white food, about the white bread. Okay. About these ahab, why didn't you say? Oh, before you get these ahab, when, when we fix when we fix this over here, we'll, we'll get to the next one. So, so this one you understand already. So now. Now what did they say? Sheamru v'nafshenu katsa belechem akelokel. And they said, "Oh, we are, we are, we can't. We're fed up with this lechem akelokel over here. We, we, you know, we don't want to eat this." Uh, Jews are always complaining about the menu from already. You know, uh, you know, no matter what you serve them, is I didn't order this over here. Now take it back. So that's, that's not for me. Exactly. <laughs> now, so now we know at least according to Nashi what Lavan is and what Tofel is. They're not locations. And what they did in Midbar Paran, what did they do in Midbar Paran? And there it's a location. And she says, well, that we know. Midbar Paran was the uh, location where the spies were dispatched. So Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have to say the word Midagilim. He say, oh, Midbar Paran. Oh, that's below the belt. Oh, yeah, Midbar Paran. <laughs> That, that's a reference to the Meragelim. Ah, that hurts. That's a serious, serious accusation over there. And it was, it was, it was facts. Okay, the problem we have with that she over here is, is a few fold over here. A few fold. The first question we have on that she is 
in Paran, they did a few sins. Meiragilim, one of them. But they also did, they complained about the, uh, that they want to go back to Egypt. That's called the Mitonenim. There was another sin in Paran called Kivrota Ta'ava. They desired meat. So, I mean, how does Lashi know? I mean, obviously, Lashi knows how to take hints, obviously. But Lashi, when he heard Moshe Rabbeinu say, Midbar Paran, oh, he's getting him on the, on the, on the spies. But it's one of three. And, and let's just flip a coin, and then you say, okay, mm-hmm. land it on Miragilim. Miragilim it is. How does Lashi know when it says Midbar Paran? It's talking about the Miragilim. There were three sins that were done in Midbar Paran. Now I know what Natan's going to say. No, because that was the biggest one. That's the biggest one. Therefore, she put the three sins on the scale, and the heaviest one was Meragilim, so you can't Meragilim. Okay, in, in Yiddish they say Malabatish. That's a, a good answer. For Malabai, that's a good answer. But we, we came to say something, uh, something more. That's the first question. Can I ask you another question on that sheet? What came first in the Pasuk? Midbar Paran or Navan and Tofel? And Tofel and Navan? Continue. No, no. No, Ba'araba Molsu. Ben Paran. Paran is first. Ben Paran. And then Uben Tofel Ben Lavan. So Paran is first. So why does that she in his commentary explain what Lavan and Tofel are or aren't, and then he goes back to Paran. Oh, by the way, uh, Paran. It's almost as if, like, he forgot. Oh, oh by the way, I got to get the guy back, back to Paran. Why did you leave Paran? If you're explaining the Pasuk, he should say, and by the way, Dibura Matril, Ben Paran, Uben Tofen Velaban. So start with Paran and then give me Tofen Velaban. Now, again, if you don't trust that, that she did this on purpose, so then you just say, so you think he wrote it like he's writing notes, like quickly, and he just, oh, okay, however it came out. I just remembered, right. I just remembered, oh, Paran, let me just put the Paran in there, like a PS. And, and who cares anyway? The, the reader's not going to make a difference anyway. And, uh, but they, I'm just here to explain the shot. I'm not over here to give a, you know, a chronological book over here. But if you believe that, no, that as she wrote the book and the Pirush with a system, and not only what he said is significant, but where he says it is significant. And that's the way, that's the, way the tradition that we learned that she. We don't just say, it's a, you know, it's, you, know you can't ask that question. No, you, you can ask that question. And especially, you see that all the Mifarshir Rashi ask questions like this. And therefore, obviously they understood that he wrote the book on that level of scrutiny and precision that allows the reader to... To ask, and you'll find reasons, and that she will say, that, and that's the reason why I did it. So it's our job to try to uncover the reason why that she does what he does, and not just say, uh, don't be such a Ashkenazi, don't be such a, you know what I mean, no offense. Don't be such a German, you know, you're getting us over here on this technical stuff, maybe, uh, you know, next. So now, and the third question, and that's all, that's all I'm going to ask is one more question. So the first question is, how does Rashi know Hasidot is Meragilim? And the second question we're asking is, why does it go out of order? But now we're asking a question on the Pasuk itself. 
So I know where Hatserot is, by the way. Because Hatserot, I can take out a map, and I can show you where Hatserot is on a map. It is a location. I do not have the luxury to do that in Tofil and Lavan. I cannot take out a map and say, oh, here's Tofil. She just told me, it's a, non, it's a non-place. Tofil and Lavan are actually events. Okay, beautiful. Now, if I have a map of New York and New Jersey, I could say uh, New York, New Jersey, and in between. And I know where in between New York and New Jersey is. Uh, you have uh, Staten Island, you have uh, you know, uh, the Parkway, whatever it is. Uh, we know there's a... Uh... But here the Pasuk says, Bamidbar Ba'arba Mosuf Ben Paran U Ben Tofel. Hold on. Tofel is not a place. Right, so how do you have Ben Paran Ben Tofel? That's saying between somewhere and nowhere. <laughs> now, if I, don't, if I don't know where nowhere is, then I don't know where in between nowhere is. See that, that's also no man's land as well. I mean, you tell me, in between New York and no man's land. But where is no man's land? Mm-hmm. Well, wherever it is, we're talking about in between that spot. Well, I don't know where no man's land is to know where in between is. I mean, by the way, when we skip this word, we don't make a big fuss at the word bed. But it's saying Ben and, and, and in between. Now, if you wanted to tell me Ben Midbar Le'arava, okay, Midbar is a place, Arava is a place, Ben. But you cannot tell me between a, a, a place and a non-place. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. A rock and a hard place, exactly. Exactly. Where's the rock? Here it is. Uh, the rock at least is a place, by the way. It's, it's worse. Hannah, she's telling me it's not even a rock. It's not a place, not a nothing. Okay, good. So now I'm asking for directions. But uh, when you get to Paran, it's not a Paran. Uh, make, make a left, uh, and it's in between Paran and Tofil. Okay, good. Where's Tofil? No, there's no Tofil. There's no such thing as Tofil. Okay, there's no such thing, but you tell me go in between Paran and Tofil. Yeah, but so that, that's what I want you to go, but... <laughs> the ways, even the ways won't be able to find this. That doesn't exist. The ways will tell you, sorry. Uh, <coughs> you know, Eric. I'm asking on the bed. Between Paran and Tofel, just show me where that is on the map. Here's my map. Here's Paran. Tofel's not on the map. And he says, well, don't forget, Ben Paran and Ben Tofel. Point. Where is that? Paran is here. Where's Tofel? Is nowhere to be seen. But once you find Tofel, if you can ever find it, it's not there either. It's in between that, which is another place where I don't know where I'll ever find it either. Anyway, you got my point. So now, I saw brought down in one of the Sefarim that I'm a Faresh Dashi. I'll say that I have it in my notes inside. The, it's not my own Hadush. I saw it brought down in Sefarim. It says, very, very nice shot over here. If you go further on in our perashah, when Moshe Rabbeinu starts getting into the details, go to... Um, go to where he starts talking about the uh, spies. In the very In the very A couple of Pesukim later. Go to Pesuk Chav uh, Gimah. Mm-hmm. 
והייתה בעיניי דבר, ויקח מכם שנים עשר אנשים, I took twelve men, איש אחד לשבת, one per tribe, ויפנו, ויעלו ההר, they went up the mountain, they got the נחלש קול, ויגלו אותן, they spied it out, they took the פני הארץ, they came back, and then חבב says, ולא אביתם לעלות, you decide you don't want to go, ותמרו את פי השם, you rebelled against God, now already is no more רמזים anymore, now already, you know, now it's already clear. And you rebelled, but then I get about him, and you started to complain in your tents. He said, Hashem hates us. He brought us over here to kill us in the Midbar. Why did he take us out of Mitzrayim for? We saw giants over there. So I told you, don't be afraid. I told you, don't be afraid. But it was too late. And he lambasted them for like 10 pesukim on the sin of the spies. Look at Pasuk Lamed here. And therefore God said in 35, None of this bad generation is going to see any of it. They're all going to die. Except Kaleb and Yefuneh and Yoshua Benun. Okay, now look at Pasuk Lamed Zayin. Here's the Pasuk we came to discuss. What does Moshe Rabbeinu say now? Gambiyat anaf Hashem beglalchem lemor. You know what? And God also got angry at me as well. Because of you people. And God said as a result, you're not going either. Now, now hold it. Now hold it. Now Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, not only did you do the but you know what you did also? Because of you guys, I'm not going in either. Now, as far as I remember, Moshe Rabbeinu is also not going into Israel, but not because of the Meragelim. Moshe Rabbeinu, ah, Hazak Baruch. Hazak Baruch, Eric. So, uh, uh, he's not, uh, uh, he throws the sin in the middle, and Rabbi should know, the Meragelim, the Meragelim, the Meragelim, and I should punish you, and you're not going in, and you're unbelievable, you're going to be punished. And you should know also, because of you guys, I'm not going in. Okay, fine, but you have to make a point. It's true, but for a different reason, that's because he hit the rock. The Ramban points this out. Although if you want to hear something glorious, listen to what we said from the Urahim Kadosh this week, and you'll hear something that is something from, from out, of, out, of the, out of the planet, the way he explains this pasuk. But I'm going now according to the Ramban that says, no, it's the Heta Med Meribah. And basically what he's saying is like this. Moshe Rabbeinu is throwing everything in. Look how many sins you made. He says, you made sins on your own. That's the sin of the Megillim. And then your sins actually caused me to make a mistake as well. Exactly, which means you came to, 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 to the rock, you're cre- screaming, you're yelling, and all that. got angry at me on something that maybe you didn't do direct, but indirectly you caused it, and I got, I got in trouble because of you. Begalchem. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do chet meribah in a vacuum. Moshe didn't just wake up one morning and say, you know what, I'm going to hit a rock. This was not premeditated uh, 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 crime to hit a rock. <clears throat> Moshe Rabbeinu woke up every morning, he wakes up if he went to sleep even, and all of a sudden the rabble rousers came in, oh, we want water, and they turned into a tizzy, and they made ruckus, all that. Made uh, Exactly. And as a result, uh, but it was not uh, self-motivated. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen, the onus is on me, Moshe. I, Moshe, I hit the rock. I'm not saying I... 
they, they, they didn't hit the rock. I did. You flustered. Exactly. But you flustered it. And that's why, by the way, the sin of that location is called memiriva. It's not called chet moshe shikat They call it the, the, the waters of dispute. dispute. Who, uh, who's disputing over here? The people. It's, it's the sin of the people that created the meriva. And as a result of the memiriva, biglalchem, it came to this. Fine. So, no problem. No, Moshe Rabbeinu is not blaming B'nai Yisrael totally. Of course, Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock. Everybody has free will to do what they want. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu gave. But, but, no, but, but, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, and we have to look at the scheme like this. You committed two types of sins. You committed sins directly that you're guilty of, and you also did things that caused others to make mistakes. Namely, Memeriba. You own that one. That's yours. You did it. You're responsible for it. I tried to stop you and you just, the train was already derailed. Be it enough because of you. Then you did other type of sins because of him that actually got me involved in that. I got messed up because of, uh, because of your situation. And God said, you can't go in either. Good. Now, that's a rebuke. I'm gorgeous. Now, but that's a rebuke. Now, that's not such a uh, 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 crime as the Meragirim. If you have to weigh the two crimes, Meragirim is much more severe than, than this, because this is like an indirect. Which means, the Meragirim, they get the goal. Uh, uh, this is an assist. It's an assist. Uh, it counts as something, but it's an assist. It's not the goal. So therefore... When Moshe Rabbeinu, in, in the beginning, when he's going to review all the sins that they did, the bigger sin needs a bigger remez. The more slight sin needs a lesser, lesser remez, which means if everything in the first book is remez, so the big sins, big capital letters, they did this. But again, if you want to get them on the, on the smaller sins, so we don't have to blow it up so much. So we have to find in the first Pasuk where this was mentioned that you caused me to hit the rock. That's got to be in the first Pasuk somewhere. But that's not going to be in Beferush. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be in between something. In Paran, what happened? Now, Rashid tells us that Tophel and Laban are not locations, but they're events. So if the Pasuk must be saying that the event that happened in Paran, between the event that happened in Paran and the event that happened when you complained about the man. Now something happened then. Something happened in between these two items. Miragilim happened in year two. That's all the way over here. The sin of the complaining on the man happens all the way at the end of Bukat, uh, wherever it is. And what's in between these stories over here? Hitting the rock. Hitting the rock. That's hinted in the word Ben. You made me crazy. That's why it goes that order. And that's why, and that's why it's written as Ben. It's not even, it's not even a location. It's just written uh, Ben because it's not a crime that they did directly. 
So the crime that is directly is going to be hinted into a, a location or, a, or, a, or, or, or an item. And the sins that they did indirectly, that's going to be just, uh, you know, bad. Yeah, you did it uh, in between. Now, once you learn that, we understand why Paran must be referring to the sin of the spies. Why? Because if, I'm, if I want to compare between this event that happened in Paran and this event, so I have to pick the last event. That's the Lord. I picked the last event. That, again, I'm picking between the Paran and between Tovel. So I don't, I don't pick the beginning of Paran. There was other things that happened. So I picked the last event that happened in Paran, which was Het, Hamer and, the and, then the, and then in between Tovel and Lavaos. Why, why the chance to know that it's talking about that? Time. Talking about time. If, exactly. Once you're talking about time, so if I'm, 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 I'm giving you the gap between two events. So I'm going to give you the last event that happened in Paran and the event that happened in Tophanavan and in between happened Memirivan, there you go. But that she doesn't know that yet until he establishes what Tophel and Lavan are. Once that she establishes that Tophel and Lavan is talking about what they did with the man, ah, so it's not a location. It's an item. So now must be when the Torah says Ben Tofel, Ben Tofel, it must be comparing between events. Oh, if it's compared to that Ben must be Memeriva. Now he says, now I understand it. Bar Paran must be talking about the sin of the Menagim. That's why he waits to the end. Because Paran is a place. Paran's a place and it can be one of three things. And it can be one of three things. I don't know what Paran is. Paran could have been Hat Meriba, could, no, could have been Mit Avim, Mit Onenim. So that she has to come along and establish first Laban and Tophel. That is an item. Beautiful. Now you tell me, between the item? What's between the item? I don't know. Oh, so obviously we're comparing in between two items, two events. Also, Midbar Paran must have been the event. Now, what's the event that Torah is trying to put in the word Ben? Memeriba. Oh, Memiribah was between Chetamiragelim and Tafru Alaman. Oh, now I know Midbat Paran must be talking about Chetamiragelim. So the order is perfect. Now she, you know, she cannot jump to Paran first. First, he has to build the case on how to learn Tofel and Lavan as the event. And then he can go back and tell me the ban over here is giving us that. Uh, I mean, that's. Uh, Again, this is, a, this is a, a, an amazing way just to show you how that she is so meduyak. That she is so, so therefore, and, and, and by the way, appreciate, appreciate now, by the way, that for all these years, we, we always have a question, hey, how come in the first pasuk he threw the kitchen sink at them and he didn't throw memiriba at them? And the answer is he did. Then. I see, we always see the word ban, and it's an auxiliary word. We don't pay attention to the word ban. Ban is like, uh, yeah, that doesn't count that word. I got to put it in there, but we don't, nobody looks at ban. Uh, and if the Azan skipped it, that's old enough to come in after the word ban is. If the Sbal could have skipped it, three guys in the front row are going to yell, uh, ban. That's all, that's all ban means for us, to correct the Sbal But more than that, yeah, but there's no territory. I get it. How do you get it? So you're wrong. It's his way of giving the name. No, but there's no tofel. I got better than that. There's no tofel. I'm not going to give you a territorial place. There's no, there's no place. Right. It's all 
So therefore, that's the way we learn the dashi over here. And I think it's, uh, I mean, it's something, uh, really something amazing, to be honest with you. <clears throat> All right. And now, now we'll say one more, uh, one more item on the perasha. So we said two things so far. The first thing we said is the Gaon, the way he sets up the, the book. It's nice, uh, the index. index, exactly. It's the index. And then we explained over here, Pirush Rashi, Malat Torah, which is nice. And now we're going to go one more Gaon, that I also thought was, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, I, I don't know why, I never heard this Gaon before, until I opened up the, uh, the Sifarim this week. It's, it's a game changer, the way to learn, to learn simple Pshat. Go to Pasuk, Perik Aleph, Pasuk Tedvav. So now Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, and uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, what do you call it? I couldn't, uh, you know what? Go to Pasuk Yudbet. Moshe Rabbeinu is uh, right. He makes echa over here. If you look at the pesukim over here, look at pasuk tet. Tell, tell me how you learn pasuk tet. I, I don't want to complicate things. About that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it easy as possible over so we don't have to be worried about problems. Look at pasuk tet. Va'omar alechem. And I said to you. What does that mean? I can't carry you. I can't carry anyone. I can't. He said that. He trusted that. No, Moshe is saying it. I can't carry you alone anymore. You're so big. You're so multiple. You have such a... So many people. <laughs> I, I can't do this alone. And therefore, I said, we got we to get help. And therefore, she been called in the help. And so far, so good. We know this story. This is Parashat yeah. Yitro. Yeah. <clears throat> but now we're getting some details. Moshe Rabbeinu also said, it's too much. We're getting Hadushim in, in Bamidbar. Don't have to look. So now, the Meshech of Ma'ovei is a very strong question. Just like, remember I told you in the first Pasuk, we, 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 we see the word Ben, so it doesn't even go on our radar. That's what type, it's like an invisible word. It doesn't even enter our radar. There's, there's another word in the Torah that doesn't enter our radar because we're so used to hearing it that we just assume that it's just always there because it's one of those things the Torah does. And that's the word lemor. Lemor is like a... We always assume, lemor, it's an automatic. Vaydabir Adonai Moshe Lemor. What does Vaydabir Adonai Moshe Lemor mean? What he's saying, say over what? Right. Lemor means to say over. No, there it means to say over to the people. Vaydabir Hashem El Moshe. Lemor, to say over to the people. Okay, very good. But over here in Pasutet, what does it say? Va'omar alechem. Okay, we got, we got the Baal already. 
better. She's talking. I told you. What's this lemur doing? Just say, I told you at that time, what is this lemur? Is that a question? But again, we'll always miss this question because the more that's just, you throw it in there. No, 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 don't be such a nudnik. <laughs> right. And I told you, I, which means, I don't have a problem with that part. What should have been saying, and I came to you and I told you I can't take it anymore. But it doesn't say that. It says, and I told you, Lemor saying, I told you. Rashi, so that she says over here, Ma'u Lemor. Oh, very good. Oh, he's, well, now you know what he's bothered with. Amar Lehem Moshe. Lo ma'atzmi, lo ma'atzmi amaru lechem. And the pigash baruchu. Which means you shouldn't think that this idea that I had to get help, Lemor, it was told to me. Exactly. Lemor is like, I got a communication from God, Lemor to tell you. Right, this is not me saying. It's Lemor, I got an instruction. Exactly. That's the way that she learned it. Very nice. Right, I got an instruction. Moshe Rabbeinu could say, I can't take it, but he can't just start restructuring Claudia without God's, God's permission. He said, you got to go to God. I need help. Okay, do it this way. So the Lemor just comes along and says, it wasn't uh, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, freelancing. It, was, it, came from, uh, it came from the higher up. Very good. Right, the Seftar Khamim says, no matter how you learn the word Lemor over here, it won't fit in. Unless you say that it was already from a Lemor that God gave him. But I saw the Mishnah Chokhmah says something beautiful over here. He gives him Bashar. And he says, there was a, uh, there was a rich guy. And the Gemara Mishnah says in Pirkei Avot, Marbe Nechassim, Marbe Daga. You know, with, with Nechassim comes Wajaras. Uh, and you don't, you don't have to be rich. Just the more stuff you have, the more you got to worry. <clears throat> don't forget to plug in your phone. Don't forget to charge your gadget. And don't forget to lock your car. Don't forget to lock the front door. Turn on the alarm. You got some, now the, the, the guy who's a homeless guy, <laughs> he's not worried about anything. He sits in his box and, uh, okay, that's an extreme. But again, every item that you add to your portfolio, it's another item you got to deal with now. Another insurance, another item to protect, another item that breaks. Uh, all day long, you come back to deal after the summer. After the winter, everything's broken. Everything's broken. Who's living that? Shadim? Who's living in the house during the winter? How did every light go out? Before I left, every light was working. Now I come back, every light is out. Who's living in there? Who's the boogeyman? Who's living in the house? How did every light go out? How did it happen? And every, the door broke. Who, no one used the door. I understand it. How did the door break? It's like, it's like a haunted house. I'm just, I'm telling you that. Exactly. And, and when you left, the house was running perfectly. What, what happened over there? What do you think? What did the chasim comes at the agad? So on. Everything is a, is, is a headache. Okay, We know that already. Now, with all that being said, with all that being said, if somebody came to me, I would tell them, 
about Andak. You, 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 you should have these problems, by the way. Because, uh, okay, uh, so what are you, you worried about? Because you, you have three houses, so you're worried about the more? What's the alternative? What do you want? You want to be a homeless guy that has a, uh, you're, you're riding a Segway to work? Or whatever, a tricycle to work? You want to be a... They said, with stuff comes uh, some responsibility. But guess what? Better to have stuff. Better to have stuff. What do you want? You want? You have clothes. So you got to take it to the cleaners. Okay, but because you have clothes. So, therefore, and guess what? You're going to have a big family and you're going to have to redo the house once in a while because they're going to wear and tear it and all that. And guess what? Beracha. What do you want to have? No children, no nothing. And therefore, what? You live in the museum. You never have to paint again. You never have to buy another rug in your life again. Okay, so you saved yourself from the headache of redecorating. But you know what? Meskin. And therefore, I bless you that you should have a lot of da'agod, <laughs> you should have a lot of... It, trust me, it's worth it at the end of the day. Which is a good problem. The way the Mishra Chumar learns these pesukim over here, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, listen, when we started running this nation, it was a small nation. I was able to handle it. He says, but now... I can't handle this. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. That means the blessing that Baruch Hashem, the business is growing. If you have one guy running the whole business, all of a sudden the guy comes and says, you know what? I can't run this business alone anymore. Baruch Hashem. That means it's growing. You need more work. You need more help. And that's, even though now once you get more help, you got to write paychecks and you got to have an accountant and you have a, it's a good problem, by the way. Do you want to have one, one man show you don't have all this uh, tr- trouble over here? Okay. B- make yourself a little bigger. When it's going to come more uh, white hair with it. But guess what? You're succeeding. You're in the right direction. And therefore, <coughs> it says, I, You know what? I came to you and I told you, Lemor, that one day you should say, you know what you should say one day? Lo uchan badi. You should get to the success that I got to. Where you're going to come along in your life and say, I can't do it alone. I need a second maid. I need a third helper. I need a worker. I need a driver. I need a thing to pick up. What's going on over here? Uh, how many people are going to You rather not need all these things? So Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, the position that I'm in, Lemor, one day you should say the same thing. I can't do it alone anymore. I need help. And the day they say you need help, that means... You're growing. And therefore, it's a good problem. So therefore, the Mezikah says something new. So therefore, this Echa over here in this Penasha is not a bad Echa. When Moshe Rebbe says, Echa is not a bad It's a bad Echa. And that, the other two Echas are the bad ones. The one we have in the Haftarah, which is Echa uh, Ital uh, and you have, uh, uh, you know, Echa Yashem Abadad, which you're going to read. Those two echas are the, are the, are the negative. But the, 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 the echa, and, that, and that's really the goal. I, I once heard that, what, what, is, what does the word echa mean? Power. Right, echa is an expression of, right, when you see something wondrous, and your reaction is, wow, echa, wow, how, 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 how is it possible? He said, the Jewish people, when you look at them, you always ask on the Jewish people, Echa, because we're always involved in great stuff. It's always great stuff that I says involved in. 
When the Jewish people go to the high places, you say, wow, how did all that the Jews get to these high places over there? Look how many Nobel Prize winners over there, with only a small part of the population. Look how many people got into government? Look how many bankers? Look how many, look how many, what a blessing. But then, unfortunately, sometimes when you see the bad stuff, you say, Echai Talizona, go to Hollywood. Echai Talizona. How's every producer Jewish? And how's every movie uh, Jewish? Now, well, what's going So, therefore, Jews always turn heads. And therefore, uh, the goal is to turn the Echai Talizona and the Echai Yashibabadad, which are the, the negative ones, to bring it back to the Echai Moshe Rabbeinu, where we should say, Wow, we're growing so fast, and there's so much, uh, like, like, like we say in our shuls, for example. When we come to our synagogues, we come along and say, we just built it. There's no room anymore. What's going on? That's a good echa. <laughs> That's a type of echa that shows our, our growth. Uh, even though you're complaining. If you're complaining, it's, we don't have a place to learn. There's not enough rooms. There's a good echa. We'll talk about That's the echa Moshe. I can't do it anymore alone. We need, we need, to, we need to expand. That's, that's, some, that, that's something great. It, 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 it's like uh, when, uh, when, when you have to uh, expand uh, the yeshul or build another yeshiva or build another mikveh. Uh, people go, oh, we don't need any. That's a sign of your success. What are you complaining about? Thank God we're, 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 we're screaming and yelling at the politics of having expanding a community function or, or, or institution instead of saying, how do we get here? How do we get here where the kids are... And then we have to return... Those two echas to the echa of uh, Moshe. It's okay to say echa. The question is, what are you saying it on? Are you saying it on a on, on a plus, or are you saying it on a, on a minus over here? With, with all the respect, just give me the last word. Okay. Give me the last word. I'm the moderator.